Hey guys, we want to acknowledge the beautiful Patreon supporters of this lovely solo A Star Wars Story. Spoiler app. Um, guess what, guys? Get a red carpet look for blue collar price. Paparazzi Julie is ju- jewelry or Julie is just five. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paparazzi Julie. <laughs> oh, it was just five dollars per piece. Go to paparazziaccessories.com slash 89078 slash 89078. The number is very important. And support Nadra Connor. Uh, they sent us a b- bunch of, uh, of their jewelry, so if you buy a Comedy Film Nerds product, we're going to throw in some jewelry. Yep, you get an extra bonus. How Look at that. A little mm-hmm. taste. little yeah. taste. little Patreon taste. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Rulon. You know, look good while you're watching earbuds. You know what I mean? <laughs> wear, wear a Han Solo shirt and have a really nice necklace. Yeah, do it. It brings out your eyes. Mm-hmm. All right? Paparazzi Julie. Uh, <laughs> and her boyfriend, Johnny Rulon. <laughs> They make a great team. All our Patreon supporters have really fun names. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Johnny Rulon is promoting his novel titled Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic, and it is available on Amazon in both digital form and a hard copy. It is an experimental, a stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the nurse Calliope and her immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. Johnny Rulon. Um, and then, of course... Uh, <laughs> our favorite charity. Our favorite charity. This is so cool. You're supporting performing arts. Um, I'll, do, I'll, do, well, the la- I'll do a charity voice. The Audacity Performing Arts Project <laughs> produces after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and the lowest performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit us at cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. Support the Patreon, guys. $50 a month, you get ad reads like this on every single episode. Thank you. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Ladies and gentlemen, the solo uh, spoiler episode. You're not going to believe this. Episode 81. I wrote it down. Oh wow! Because yeah. as we, as Aaron said, we're ready to go. I was like, I don't know what number this no, is. No, no, no. I was prepared. Oh, this is surprise! Wow, eighty-one. A third of the way to spoiler rep two forty-three. We're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> it should only take us another decade. <laughs> now we got into. We didn't do a lot of solo just, talk with Ari Stidham. Our guest just made a, a face like, wow, I didn't know Graham was a math nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of disdain in his face and a little bit of oh, amazement. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got to get out it of <laughs> It's interesting the way he mixed those two. Yeah. It was a, God, I wish we had him in an extreme close-up because yeah. it was such great like facial acting. Of I didn't like, know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know I'd be hanging at the lunch table with the dweebs. Oh, hey, math nerd. Mm. Give me your lunch. <laughs> so let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest. Uh, been on the show numerous times. Uh, many, many wonderful things. <laughs> <Those> horrible stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> many wonderful <laughs> things. He many does. Happy returns. Yes. Salutations yeah. and greetings to our guest. He's organized four charities. <laughs> oh yes. Kevin Avery, every wow, my voice is cracking. It's wow. all Kevin Avery. Oh, I like. <laughs> no, I like the high pitch cracking. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good to see you. Good. Good, uh, good to have you back, talking some uh, Star Wars. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I thought I'd take time away from my multiple charities. And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, You're doing to, good to stuff. Talk about the, this movie, this film. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. The thing this. I love about... Um, because because you're working on a show and you're busy, but you I I, I period once a year or so we get an email from Kevin going I, I need to come talk about this. About I this need, movie. I, uh, yeah. When is this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like we've had like we have a child that's misbehaved and we yes. need to have yeah. this. This is nuts. <laughs> this can't stay. A child that's misbehaved. <laughs> He's gone too far. Ron Howard is out of control, and we <laughs> need to have a discussion. We need to go to the school. I've yeah. been saying it for years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get into it, this is a spoiler app for anyone that's ever joining us for the very first time. We have to make this um, statement. We will talk about everything that in, is in the movie, including the ending. So if you have not seen Solo or something, blah, blah, a Star Wars story, um, we're going to reveal the endings, key elements. So make pause, hit pause, go watch the movie and come back. And I, I have to say, I think it's very important that I repeat that this is the spoiler app, episode 81. 81. Spoiler. 81. Mm-hmm. Yep. Almost to 243. I yep. don't know. A third of the way to 243. <laughs> yeah. Um, just really quickly, <laughs> before we get into this, can I bring something up uh, about uh, in regards to the last time I saw you? Okay. I feel like I'm in trouble. But yeah. this is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. Um, so but... that's yes. Oh, yeah. here we go. Well, no, you're not. Actually, I was the one who got in trouble. Um, because the last time I saw you was at the FNX. The rap party, yeah. Rap party. Mm-hmm. Great time. Um, and it was the first time I got to see all the, you know, you showed sort of a, a sort of a thing of all the comedians, right? You yeah, we did. A compilation of all the comics. Yeah, 49 comics. And I said that really articulately. The thing of all the comedians. You showed it. <laughs> but, um. Montage? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, but you showed a clip of mine where I talked about... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Take that long, deep sigh. Where where I talked about uh, boy bands versus singing groups and the difference, uh, singing groups being like New Edition and the Jackson 5 and In Vogue and Supremes, all the blah, 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 blah. And, and boy bands being New Kids on the Block, In Sync, Backstreet, 98 Degrees, what have you. A lot of fun was had. I'm waiting in the corner afterwards for a friend. I'm by myself, minding my business. Guy comes strolling up to me aggressively with confidence, and uh, and he says, "You the guy that did the uh, the boy band routine?" And I go, "Yeah," just dryly sniffing. Yeah, and he doesn't say anything. He just keeps moving towards me, <laughs> and then it just sinks in that I'm looking at Joey McIntyre <laughs> on the block, and I just buckled over in laughter. Like, it was the most... Never been a fan of New Kids, but I was so delighted and charmed by this guy. And, and he's a, a handsome fellow, by the way. It, it, yeah, so Joey McIntyre, who's been on this show... His charm goes many different directions. He's a very charming man. He's a very good friend of mine. And... I got to tell you, he—he's a really good friend of mine. And when you did that joke, I was like, "Man, this is a funny." It was a funny joke, and okay. I was—I—I I made such a point of this series of like, 
you know, this is a stand-up comedy series. I don't know how many have ever been directed by an actual comic. So yeah. I was like, I wasn't going to do all the things that happens to us as comics on some stand-up sure. shows where the suits come in and edit and screw stuff around. Yeah. So I was like, God, but I, I wrestled with it because I'm like, <laughs> it's a funny, it's a funny joke. And because everybody did about 15 minute sets and I would cut it down to about 10 minutes or so. So I had to cut stuff. And Kevin, your style, this isn't a bad thing, but you have a, a long story style. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to like cut up a joke and ruin it. Just say it. I'm long winded, guys. He's a babbly. He's yes. a yapper. I'm no. a little chatty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, there's like the comics that just did one liners. It was easy to just pull joke, joke. And I didn't sure, want to yeah. do that thing that I've heard so many comics complain about of, God, they took my bit about this. Yeah. It's a three minute bit. They cut it up to 47 seconds. It makes no sense now. So I was always very much like, we're either keeping the whole chunk yeah. of this or we're pulling or, or we're pulling it. Yeah. And so it was like, there was a whole bit you had about going to New York and then there was all this boy band stuff that, that fed in really nicely to then you being in a group. It was this yeah. very long, well-connected, well-written piece, and I just didn't want to mess with it. But I was like, God, Joey McIntyre is my really good friend. I don't want him to be like, hey, Graham, you're having your buddies yeah. slam me on your show? Like, And then I was like, you know, he's he's got a pretty good, you know, he does this reality TV show where he kind of pokes fun at himself. And, mm -hmm. and you know, He's heard he's heard the boy band jokes for yeah, his whole. Sure. I don't think he minds. I don't think yeah, he minds. Total good sport about it. Totally it was really fun to meet him, and uh, he even I, had a sitcom for a while, yeah, a little while too. Yeah, and the, the thing, but I got to tell you, because what I did is I just went to one of the editors and I said, "Hey, for the rap party, can you just take? There was forty nine comics in the show. Uh, what can you just pull like a minute from each comic, yeah. roughly?" And so everybody gets shown, everyone who comes. And, and so the whole series, the whole show was like 50 some minutes. Like, I don't want people watching a three hour thing. Yeah. I want people to come, have drinks, have a great time. He goes, yeah, great. And, and I, didn't, I didn't give him much direction after that because he was the DP, so he knew all mm -hmm. the footage. And I said, just pick a, a quick little thing from each comic, yeah. do it in order of the series, and we need it done before the screening date. So right. when, that, when you started, that joke came on. I had just buzzed through it to just make sure the whole series was, the, the whole thing was okay, but I didn't sit and watch the whole thing like I did the yeah. whole series. I watched every episode probably seven or eight times. Mm -hmm. And that comes out and you start doing the boy band thing and I was like, oh God, because literally Joey just, he texted me late in the afternoon. Hey buddy, he was so supportive. He's such a good friend. And I was like, oh no, oh no. I felt like, yeah. uh oh, he's going to be mad at me. And I should have said something to the editor and all this, this stuff. And then it was so great to hear that he was like, Fun no, with he you. was super. Yeah, it was very. It was I. It was uh. Yeah, it was just the sort of the capper on already a very fun night. Yeah. I was like, I, it's so weird to do a bit on stage and then it sort of comes to life in front of me. Like that's what it was like. I felt like I invoked Joey McIntyre. Like you know, it was just very strange and surreal. And you so see his name fun. three times on stage, he, he appears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So. He's like the boy band Candyman. So. <laughs> The boy band Candyman. Wow. Uh, All right. Joey Mac, Joey Mac, Joey Mac. Wow, we've just given him a new uh, name for his, his solo career. Right. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Joey McIntyre, the boy band Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was a anyway, fun Anyway, so I just wanted to bring that up and, uh, so. you know. 
All right, let's get into solo. Uh, now solo? Uh, we uh, we already talked about it, but we got a lot more to go into now that it's the spoiler app. But mm. I think we should let Kevin start. Let's let Kevin, yeah. What did you think mm. about it? Well, I've seen this movie twice. Really? Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were little things in the movie that I was like. I don't, well, okay, but it didn't pull me out of the movie. I had I had little tiny problems here mm-hmm. and there, um, and then I went and saw it a second time. I weirdly did not enjoy it as much. Now I don't Interesting. know if that's because I was really tired, mm-hmm. and I also ate a hot dog at the theater, which was <laughs> not movie theater hot dog. I was you know I was I I didn't have dinner. And I was like, Let I me hate just... that. That's now, when I'm like sitting there eating yeah. like a pretzel, going, oh, "This is the worst. What am I doing?" Back it, in the day, I it would could be on. a factor. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows? So but... the second, the second, the second showing got hot dogged. The second, yeah, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, it got dogged hot, my man. <laughs> or the second showing just showed you um, more, showed more of a spotlight on all the problems of the film. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think watching it, I in my mind, I'm like. I don't think it was the story that they told was flawed, but I thought I might have told this differently, mm. is all. Um, but I had so much fun the first time I saw it. I oh. really did enjoy it the first time. I didn't, I mean, it wasn't like this is my favorite of all that. I remember coming out going, I don't, I'm not sure where I put this. Um, I think I actually liked it more than The Last Jedi. Oh, interesting. Okay. The Last Jedi, I have bigger issues with. How and I you, really like The Last Jedi. I like them all, but I... How would you compare this to Rogue One? That's what I was trying to... I was like, is this better than Rogue One? And I think, <laughs> I, think I, I enjoy... I enjoy... I think Rogue One is better. Okay, the, let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, thank okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I'll, I'll head home now. Thanks yeah, a lot, guys. Yeah, it's yeah, been great being on the yeah. podcast. There's no dispute there. You so. know what? Oh, but this is what I realized. The big difference between this movie and Rogue One is that it was there was just more to it. When you came away from that movie um, and, and how it connected to the world of Star Wars. And there, there was something very kind of cool and exciting about the the fact that it's literally this movie takes place or it ends moments before the other one, and that was kind of a cool, fun. Like if you're gonna do these, do some shit like that where right. it, you know we're literally seeing him hand off the plans and let you right. know, like that was so much fun and 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 sort of and it was a question we all had and yeah. the and the weird twist uh, that was amazing and unexpected is like oh really getting to know and really liking all these new characters mm-hmm. and then they're literally all dying at yeah. the end yeah and i didn't you know i didn't love those characters that much um the most interesting character i thought was uh what's his face the droid uh what um I'm forgetting the guy's name now but um the imperial droid who's the right droid. um I thought the characters were fine, but there was just something about that movie being a bigger part of the thing. And with Solo, I watched it, and the second time I was like, I don't, I give less of a shit about this because I, it didn't feel as connected. It was fun to see Lando, and it was fun to watch yeah. Chewie, and, and I mm. really liked, I, I'm going to butcher the actor's name. So, yeah, Woody Harrelson. Well, I love it. <laughs> It's pronounced Woody. It's not Woody. Would I? Yeah. Uh, Woodland Harrison. Always great. Um, I, think, I believe it's Woodford. Yeah. Believe, thank you. But no, I mean, I I really liked 
him and, and uh, I liked all of the all the actors, and I, I really enjoyed everyone's performance. Um, but uh, oh, here we yeah, Alden, yeah, Aaron 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 Rick Enric Enric Basinger Basinger. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, <laughs> shout out to the guy. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed these guys, and you know, but <clears throat> there were just little things in it that I was like, explain this. Why is this happening? Why, in for instance, my fa- one of my favorite scenes is in the beginning when uh, Han and uh, uh, Kira are trying to escape. They're in the right. from the, the centipede. From the well, they're running from the centipede. <laughs> You know, oh man, I I'm okay with that, and I'm also like with that. At the the centipede mob boss that pops up out of the water, I thought, yeah, that doesn't like sunlight. Points for innovation, but that sunlight thing seemed to just where'd that come from? I would have, I know that that, was that would have been more. That was quite a throw from a rock too. <laughs> yeah, and it's like if the, if the sun is that <laughs> critical to like that could kill you that heavy. I would feel you like wouldn't you, have a giant bay window next yeah, to your you pool. Just, that, that, that's just like single pane. Just one Look, kid with, an, style, okay. with an okay arm can just sort of like clack. You're dead. <laughs> well, I just <clears throat> I didn't know enough about who these people were and what the it was. It was like Oliver Twist sort of a thing going on, and I was like, what is this? And why? There was nothing that really seemed. You remember when you went to Jabba's Palace? Well, we didn't go to Jabba's Palace, but Jabba's Palace, when you saw it for the first time in Return of the Jedi, and there was something kind of cool and ominous, and ominous about it, partially because we had all, all heard about Jabba the Hutt. And, yeah. all, so, you right. know, mm-hmm. and that was sort of missing from this environment. It was just, and I know it's early in the movie, they just got to get it moving, but it was just sort of him hiding in the shadows and, and oh, we're going to get off this pl-. I don't know. There were things about it that were not um as fulfilling you know so we're gonna get to that when we get to that scene in the station where they're trying to leave and get a ship and get out you know that's one of my favorite movies or moments of the movie it's one of the most uh, tense moments but i was watching the thing like why are they shoving these people around why aren't they letting certain people there were all these things that are sort of they imply, but they don't really explain. And I don't need to be spoon-fed. Mm-hmm. But those were interesting. They could have made more of a meal out of some of those things mm-hmm. and built the tension more by telling us what's really going on. Here. And, you know, once you get past that gate, what, the soldiers can't follow you? <laughs> the, yeah, well, they kind the, of were. That's yeah, why yeah, he goes yeah. to join the Empire. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it just, it was like, what's happening? Tell, tell me what's happening. This is, this is a whole world here that I kind of want to know about. And I, I actually like wanted before. to see like him wash out of the Imperial Flight Academy. Like, yes. like that was like, oh, we're just going to mention that? I'd like to actually see him try to fly a TIE fighter. That's, and yeah. Uh, yeah, if that's, if that's what happened. And then what caused him to wash out? And then, and then I mean, that's, I'll only ask you this, Kevin, because I, I we've, we, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Like I went in with like, I think this kid was miscast, so it was just hard for me to get on board from the beginning. Did you? Mm-hmm. What sort of preconceived notions did you have going into your first screening? Yeah, not the second one. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, I, I. The unhot dog one. The unhot dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the non-dog. Screen. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. No dog here. Um, <laughs> I was sort of like, eh, either way with him. Right. But, but as I watched the movie the first time, I was like, 
I really like this guy. He he mm. felt like young Solo to me. Now it's interesting. See, I had the opposite reaction. But I that's the like, and, and that's mm. what I was talking about. Yeah. Like my my friend who said the same thing when she saw it. As I said in the regular episode, she was like, "Oh, I thought the casting was great." So she was immediately on board, mm -hmm. which sounds like you were too. Yeah. In 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 your first screening <laughs> of yes. like, oh, I buy him, and so it's. I feel like that's a big point with this film like going in you either buy this guy as young solo or you don't yeah now here's what's i think missing i think the fact that he is not necessarily it wasn't that he was doing an impression of harrison ford i just felt like he really embodied hmm. harrison mm -hmm. ford's uh you know uh version of han solo his version of han solo harrison ford as han solo i thought he did that really well Beyond that, he wasn't necessarily that exciting to watch. And I don't know if that was his character. That was sort of just like, it's as if they decided it's enough that this guy sort of reminds us of Han Solo and let's watch him be kind of cute and quirky throughout the movie and stuff. But there was nothing that interesting or compelling about him as a character in this version of the movie. Whereas Han Solo going back to Mos Eisley and you meet him for the first time and he sits down in that thing and Han Solo, Captain, I'm like, who the hell is this dude? What the Right, you're instantly you know, engaged. Yeah, you thought you were weirded out by the Wookiee, but now this yeah. guy with a vest just sat down and holy shit, you know, and the that shirt's was open. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we talked about it on the first episode, you know, the if this trivia point is true, that Ron Howard reshot more than 80% of the movie. Like, I'd like to see that first 80%. Like, what, mm. what did it look like before? Yeah. Uh, like, what... Like, where was the character that different? Was the interactions that different? Where you know how, what, what were the main things that changed? Like, yeah. I know from what I've read, it was a lot of tonal things. Like, you know, uh, Lord and Miller wanted to make it more of like kind of a a more comedic vibe, and you know, the producers were like, no, this still needs to be in Star Wars canon. It can be lighthearted and funny, but it's yeah. not going to be a comedy. It's we're going to hit all these uh, Star Wars points, and mm -hmm. uh, um, that's it. <laughs> that's you know, yeah. we're we're not going to. You can't stray off the Star Wars reservation for any of these movies. Yeah, I, the thing is, I don't think they're wrong about that. I just wonder how comedic the movie was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, was it going to be like you could do that with Thor Ragnarok? Thor Ragnarok is essentially a comedy, and it's hilarious, and it's fun to watch because you can only watch that guy with his long hair slinging right. his hammer around, mm -hmm. speaking like a Shakespearean for so long without getting kind of bored. But I, I feel like with this, as a as a, a real hardcore comedy, it might not have... I don't know. It might have been weird or sort of... Well, going back to Rogue One, Rogue One, none of us liked Rogue One because it was so funny. Right. It, Rogue yeah. One was more a darker, grittier yeah. uh, movie, for sure. Yeah. And that's another thing I... This movie was darker just because of the DP kept stopping it down. <laughs> <laughs> Details with the... <laughs> um, but I, I, I heard it was a little bit less. It doesn't... Whatever. 70, 80... But he reshot a lot of the movie. But um, what my... What I heard is that they were doing a lot of... They didn't get very far on this because a lot they were retaking scenes over and over again a lot of improv and a so, lot of so it's entirely you know, possible that not a lot of this movie was actually shot i think the that first time. was the case i mm -hmm. think they were behind and i think 
And look, I don't, I don't know. Um, I like the work of Lord Miller, just like I like some of the work of Ron Howard. Uh, I'm just, I'm just picking up and throwing out what I've read. But like, I've heard certain actors say they kind of stepped in and really sort of saved the movie. Um, who really? I mean, we're never going to know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, I'm, I'm fascinated by shit like that and <laughs> what happens mm-hmm. and what's really going on. But yeah, I, I you know. Well, let's let's go into some of the the, the, the details. The details, like let's mm-hmm. let's go let's go to the ending. Yes, and sort of Han Solo doesn't die. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert! Um, uh, now let's let's talk about that ending. Like towards the end, um, like you know, this whole movie was about fuel <laughs> right. and getting mm-hmm. fuel. And, uh, you know, then the, the raiders or marauders are like, well, we, you know, we kind of need this fuel to start a rebellion. I'm like, really? You know, that's all it takes to, was, was fuel? That's how it's going to start? Now, it's interesting. We were talking about canon in the first uh, episode. Um, the entire show, Star Wars Rebels, that's on Disney, the animated show right now, goes into this um, very long and detailed um, explanation of how the rebel alliance is formed mm. and it doesn't fuels not really mentioned <laughs> so uh i think it's uh it, it's the kind of thing where it's like is this canon is this canon is this part uh but i really felt like you know some of the stuff was just so predictable i'm like yes woody harold of course he's going to double cross you yeah and if, yeah i i get it and uh what did i always uh, tell you kid never yeah yeah and then like oh yeah, i wonder I if that's gonna that come back yeah i was well aware so, and, and i'll tell you i like paul bettany but you know it's there's other actors in hollywood it's like you know josh brolin playing you know how many comic book movies you're going to be in so yeah. I, I felt like the villain could have been more interesting and also again this goes to the casting maybe cast somebody you know a little more uh, a little different mm-hmm. so you know yeah. he already has avengers that's it's, it's good he does mm-hmm. the job and i yeah. always like seeing him mm-hmm. but yeah it could have been more adventurous with that you know yeah i don't i don't know i didn't have a problem with him but i also think the villain very was like didn't have a major impact on no, it was most very, of the story. Very two dimensional and very like almost like, well, we got to put a villain in here He's somewhere. He's bookending yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah it was it was more about uh, you know hitting the Han Solo points than actually you know yeah. outwitting or outsmarting the villain. And, uh, and how about because because our, our guest uh, Ari Stidham was on the regular episode, he we couldn't talk about it because we don't do spoilers on the episode, but he was really mad at the Darth Maul thing at the end. I, well, yeah, how did you I feel was about like, it? hey, what is this? Like yeah. that was, I I thought, oh, this at best I thought it was interesting, but it really was like, why are you gonna throw this in here? Because unless they have some shit that, that they're doing that the rest of us aren't thinking of, like he's gonna suddenly they're gonna thread him, you know, he'll be in let the me, next uh, one. Or, let me know. shed some light on the dark <laughs> mom. Please uh. do, please do. <laughs> Um, it was a completely unnecessary Easter egg, for sure. Yeah, they didn't either. Uh, now, as what was interesting, and I didn't notice this, Neil pointed this out when we were talking about it, is uh, because he's only on screen for a couple of minutes, yeah. his bottom half is mechanical legs. Because if you remember, he gets sliced yeah. in half in the, one of the prequels, and he falls into a chasm. Both halves of him fall into a chasm. Yes. So you would think that would have finished him off. But uh, apparently not. He comes back in the Clone Wars, the animated uh, show. Oh. And um, then he comes back again in Star Wars Rebels. 
and then ultimately is killed by Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, like, like his story's already kind of been told. Oh, oh, in, like, in The through, Phantom Menace, he's killed. The Phantom Menace, it takes place after Star Wars Rebel, or he's killed again by Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's killed, like, 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 he, like he's killed again in Star Wars Rebels by Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think even on Tatooine. Hey, man, stay uh, away from yeah. Obi-Wan. Yeah, Don't yeah, so he Obi. can't beat him. So it's, it's this weird, like, um, all right, well, we've already kind of resurrected him and killed him multiple times. Do we really need to see him again? That's weird. Or, and only for, like, literally, there was no purpose or reason for him to actually be in you know in that scene other than like oh there's Darth Maul yeah I don't know why they I there's not I'm not like well now I'm looking forward to seeing him in the next oh right no this was a one off yeah well well, I I guess maybe well we gotta get a Jedi in there somewhere but that's 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 (laughs) my my kind of whole sort of issue with the film and while it's cool many of Mm -hmm. the oh there's so and so were cool moments Mm -hmm, but I feel mm -hmm. like like you're saying, they were just put in there to like, oh, we should just put Darth Maul. There wasn't yeah, as yeah. much like cohesive uh, story arc and timeline universe yeah, no. strategy. And also the as way a- Marvel right. is so good yeah. at like, we're not just putting a cameo or an Easter egg in there just to get you like to jump out of your seat. It is mm-hmm. very cool why it's here. Yeah, what also is weird about like that that little uh, cameo is, you know, the whole mythology of like the Sith Lords is that, well, they always appear in twos. So, you know, yeah. he's already working for, you know, the emperor or whatever, but like now, wait, now he's in charge. Like what's, well, what I think he, what I took away from that was that he's not with the Sith anymore and he's just a dude running a, running a, a running a side scam. <laughs> yeah. Basically he's like, well, look, I, this, I got mechanical I legs now. What's, what am I going to yeah, do? You know, like, I lost my double bladed lightsaber. I couldn't get a gig at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. So I guess crime syndicate. Is I'm just trying to thing. stay away from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> He'll never find me out here in the yeah. desert. Wait. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> the thing is they didn't need to do this because they had enough of that stuff that I thought was fun that they just had fleeting moments of when, um, they're about to hijack the 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 big train, and the uh, what's her face is yelling at Woody Harrelson. Um, what's what's the uh, Tanny Newton Val, Val. is mm-hmm. is saying? Why did we get this this clown? You know this solo guy. We could have just we could have called anybody. We could have called Bosk. We could have called. And I was like, eh, Bosk. I know. Like that was fun. Um, There's another moment where uh, the one of the guys. From Forrest Whitaker's crew in Rogue One shows up towards the end of the, mm-hmm. he's one of the Marauders. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, right. There's another thing that happens where I mean they had enough of these. Oh, Lando as they're landing on the mining colony, he goes, "Ah, landing colonies are the worst." Like they did, or right. mining colonies. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. mining colonies are the worst. And little things like that were enough, and I thought they were very fun mm-hmm. sort of references to the other right. movies. They didn't need to have this big sort of weird thing that I points for going yeah you know we can do that that'll be fun like that didn't bother me it was just like okay you guys didn't need to do that yeah, exactly. right. we were out the door yeah. I know yeah. <laughs> we were out the door <laughs> it was like someone going wait let me show you my stamp collection before you know like you were like I no it was a fun that. party and yeah. then you made yeah. me stay an extra mm-hmm. 10 minutes to look at your stamp for this for yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so I didn't care that I, I'll say this too about I think he, you know, it was fun to watch Young Solo running around doing that. It's a, 
it felt like a fun light movie. That being said, it might have been more interesting to see a darker version of this guy, or just the. They had all the. I mean, the whole makings. point is that he becomes a smuggler, and he's he's kind of a shifty, kind of shady character. So you know, maybe show that as he's younger a you little know, bit I, more. The thing that the the, the the mistake I think they made was was <clears throat> what got him to be so bitter. Still a good guy, right? Yes. And at the so so he's a bitter. Luke's mad at him. Leia's mad at him in mm-hmm. a New Hope, right? They're mad. He's right. a fucking. Hey, sorry, kid, go for the money. Yeah. Like that's his yeah. whole thing. And then at the end, we he's a good guy who does the right thing, right? Yeah, right. That's that's Han Solo. He's a good guy mm-hmm. who does the right thing. So so they tried to do that, and I think they just did it incorrectly. Initially, I was like, oh, he's in this horrible slave colony. He's in love. We see him totally in love, and then. She bails on him. She has to become... I'll tell you, what a stroke of luck that he didn't have to get all that money and go back to the planet to get her. He just shows up in the crime boss's office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was great. <laughs> that, that's a time saver. That. I didn't mind that. <laughs> but to what you're saying, yeah, they did it backwards. They're, you start with him being a, a good guy. His whole thing is, no, I'm really, a, I'm an outlaw. I'm a sm- no, you're, you're one of the good guys. No, you start with him being a good guy and you have him turn into this sort of ruthless smuggler, this bad guy. So that in Star Wars, when you meet him, he can, be, he can go from this person. They, he learned the lesson that he learns in A New Hope in this movie. He, it's almost like now there's no need for his character. In right, a new right, exactly. That's, that's yeah. like, they should have had him like, oh, he joins the army, right? Yeah. He should have been... Oh, this is great. He's disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like I went mm-hmm. to Iraq to defend freedom and you come yeah. back and go, oh, it's a bullshit oil corporate war. Yeah. You know, like that's what it should have been versus I want to join up because I'm a smuggler. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like he should have been like, I, I want to love this girl. I want to be a good, decent guy. And then I'm, I'm the end of the movie should him being like, Never mm-hmm. trust anybody. Yeah, I mean, like, Woodrow the, yeah, Harrison yeah. was right. You the, know, the yeah, uh, <laughs> like 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 the betrayal. Um, he apparently expected it, and it didn't seem to bother him. Yeah. So that like really that wouldn't affect you at all. So Where he spends his whole well, he spends three years thinking about this girl, going after her. Mm-hmm. He finally gets her. He doesn't seem that bent out of shape that she's clearly with Paul Bettany, right. the worst dude. <laughs> yeah. He does, he seems well, I'm fine with it. And then he like it doesn't really seem to affect him that much. And then yeah, she's out and he's like, "Well, Chew, I guess we'll go um meet some guy named Jabba." Yeah. The girl you spent 3 years pining for has been yeah. sleeping with an evil dude. She's branded by him. And you're just sort of like, "Well, all and right. guess what? She leaves inexplicably. Like, as the audience, we know. But there needed to be a moment when that ship pulls away from the beach where he's like, hey, what the... F- what? Hey, what the... F-? Just freaking out. <laughs> yes. You know, and we didn't get the... He just kind of went, yeah, there she goes. That's... Uh, Something that, that like there goes that, my baby. That yeah. bit, the bitterness yeah. of like, I spent three years trying to find you. I find you. You're or you sold out. Mm-hmm. And then you bail on me? Oh, I guess I have to just be selfish. That is a huge thing for his character if it's uh, if it's Kira who teaches him to be a bad person. Right. right. If he's right. if he's upset that he's you know, maybe put it in that scene and take Clint Howard out. <laughs> oh Clint. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> if we're worried about runtime, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> Speaking of editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now, again, I enjoyed it. I really did like this movie yeah. when I saw mm-hmm. it for the first time. And but It was I, empty fun. It was. It was just like, woo, this is a rollicking good time. But it, it didn't feel connected to anything. No. In and a way that I would have been. liked. Yes. It, could totally it really could have been. been. The way Rogue One felt connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rogue One, I think, had its flaws, uh, you know. Sure. But, but I, I, I... That ending I, was uh, bothered me. See, I, I liked the ending. Well, what, which ending, which par- ending part are you talking about? Well, I love watching Vader go all Vader. That's fine. I liked that. I, and the whole, and it's a very fun, intense, I liked him handing it off to, you know, I liked Leia well, showing up and getting the thing. And the, But I, what I didn't like is uh, that, you know, the ship just drops down that she's on that has the plans. That's so, mm-hmm. so you have basically the other ship getting attacked and, and they know the plans and layer on that ship. Yeah. And then, okay, well, they're right next to each other. Then in A New Hope, the Star Destroyer overtakes her. Mm-hmm. And then now we're in New Hope. She's like, no, this is a diplomatic mission. I'm like, I just saw you leave oh, yeah. from that other <laughs> ship, you know, that we just yeah. fired on. <laughs> Look, okay, Star Wars is not without its, I mean, my brother and I used to talk about the fact that, uh, Chewie essentially knows the whole time that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Right. At some point, he has that different... Like, they all knew that guy. Like, there should have been a moment <laughs> in Return of the Jedi when mm-hmm. Luke finally reunites with all those folks again. Or in, whenever, yeah. There needed to be a moment like, hey, I need to talk to Chewie. I need to talk yeah, to Chewie. Yeah. You know? like, there just needed to be that moment mm-hmm. where Luke was like, oh, so you just weren't going to say a damn thing the whole time? <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. thought it was none of my business? We've been yeah. two movies. <laughs> you could have said something. Send me a note. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, so there are all those things. But, you know, I, it was, for me, a movie like this, that's fun to watch. I also enjoy stepping back and going, well, how would I have done it? Right. How would I have, quote, unquote, fixed it? And, and so that's what this was, um, you know, at least the second time for me. (laughs) And the hot dog dog time. time. Okay, wait a minute now. (laughs) Um, I loved watching, uh, um, what's his face as Lando. Uh, Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought he was a lot of fun. Um, the the poker scenes, the 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 him. Of course, he would cheat at poker. Of course, he cheated. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. so great, and he has a thing that helps him cheat, and he's mm-hmm. so sweet talking the ladies. I was, yeah. it was great. But you know, I I think Han Solo's relationships with Lando and with Chewbacca, I expected more to be made out of some to lay a little bit more groundwork. Um, it all happened. It's weird. Like to hear him talk about, he has, you feel like he has this history with this guy, Lando Calrissian, when we meet him in an empire. And it really just felt like, oh, they met this one time. He got the ship from him. And that's the end until he sees him in Empire Strikes Back. Right. That's what I was sort of left with. And I didn't, I didn't like that. I, I would have liked knowing that these guys kind of go off and do things to get, you know, there was more of that. I also, you know, I, it feels like there was like there there would be more history there. Feels well, like that, that, been, that's but, what yeah. that's what happened in Empire. That's the relationship that they allude to mm-hmm. is that wow, these guys got some kind of history. The yeah. Millennium Falcon was in a card game. There's a lot more, and this movie Solo was just sort of like oh, they had a couple of card games. It wasn't. It didn't yeah, feel it didn't in feel... enough of the gaps for me. 
Yeah, the, the, yes, exactly. And I wanted more of that. Um, in and of itself, it was fine. Right. But going into it knowing this stuff, you're like, wait, no, where, where's the history? Yeah. What, I know he worked with this guy again. I know mm -hmm. there's a reason why he doesn't trust him. Right. There's a real reason right. why he doesn't trust him. And it ain't because he took off, his, his ship left them when they were on, the, uh, the, uh, you know, on that planet. Because Lando was in the right to take the fuck off. Like, he I still, don't... Didn't Han still owe him a ship? Han still owed... <laughs> Han destroyed his ship. He basically... They were all about to be ambushed. In fact, they were being ambushed. And Lando just said, the hell with it, I'm out. Like, it... He was he had a legitimate reason to take off, so there's no we we don't get to see a real legitimate reason for Han to go. Yeah, I don't trust this Lando guy mm -hmm. in Empire. <laughs> we never and I kind of wanted to see more of that, and um, I it, wanted to see more of their like becoming close and then him feeling a little like he can't trust him. Yeah, well, it's, you know what I mean. Like they're just it was too surface their whole relationship. You, you it wondered. wasn't enough for him to feel betrayed. Yeah, because there wasn't enough like, oh, hey, I thought, I thought, yeah. we, you know, we were compadres. I thought we were, we had each other's backs. Yeah, there just wasn't enough. It I was wanted just... to see him get to do what Woody Harrelson's character got to do. Well, you, yeah, that's that's a great more point. believable. Yeah, I, I like that Woody Harrelson's character is Han Solo's mentor, yeah. more or less. Well, you also have this whole dynamic of like, is there honor among thieves? And mm -hmm. you know, you see it with Woody Harrelson and and Han. Um, Han Solo's character more but like you guys said I wanted to see it more with Han and Lando like yeah. you know these guys mm -hmm. are both scoundrels yeah. like how do they relate to each other do they completely ever trust each other is there some kind of bond there but they still don't trust each other fully like that's a more complicated yeah. interesting relationship they did a better job with him and Chewie I was like yeah. they, they yeah. met they were both prisoners <clears throat> Chewie was gonna kill him mm -hmm. and it was like Oh, guys that are locked up together that then save each other's asses. Like I was like, oh, that you planted enough seeds for me to go. Oh, that's why these two are inseparable. Right. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, and I I understand you have to do that because it's Han and Chewie. They're mm -hmm. you know they're, they're they're a team. It's never explained how he learned to speak Wookiee though. Right. <laughs> I know. I, it was fine. I mean, that's <laughs> that almost felt too. I was that was almost too much for me. Like, oh, I don't know if I like him making these sound, but like. All right, movie, have your fun. I was, all right. I was all right with it. I felt like they could have made more of a meal about his, his rescuing Chewie. Mm -hmm. um, it, it almost felt weird. Like, by itself, I kind of like that introduction. I like throw him in there with the beast. The beast, you know, when he gets in there and there's something coming out. I, I, part of me thought it was going to be like the Rancor again. <laughs> oh, I thought, right, I wonder right. if they're going to pull that, that guy out. Um, and then I was like, oh, right. Chewbacca and that was a fun scene but again the hot dog version of this I'm going <laughs> this feels like he Chewbacca could have gotten out of there all by himself like yeah Chewie, Chewie's not dumb and, and he's he didn't really need, strong yeah and yeah. he's really strong he didn't need Han Solo to tell him hey bust this pole and the whole thing will come crashing right. down. like <laughs> that seemed it all it all that seems slightly flimsy and I know I'm nitpicking but uh, it was like it didn't take Han Solo to get him out of that situation, and that's a very important part of their relationship is this whole life debt thing, right. which doesn't come up really in the movie. And I thought I would but see life that day does. Oh, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Thank you for, <laughs> uh, but 
there is a moment where Chewie and the other Wookiee sort of like touch heads, mm-hmm. and it did remind me of the yeah. the holiday special. Yeah. I was like, is that a thing that happened? Like, I thought B. Arthur was gonna come running out. <laughs> like, and Harvey Corman was gonna me. cook, suck, cook yeah. something. Um, but I, I thought there would be more to because it was kind of cool that you see other Wookies being enslaved on this right. mining colony, and they help free them. And they could have really done something with that, and like. Instead of this fleeting moment where the one Wookiee is going, Chewie, you coming? And Chewie's like, uh, I got to go make this money, son. Peace. And he's out. <laughs> you know, I, I would have liked to see him more kind of, but, you know. Whatever. Do you guys think there's a little bit of uh, Star Wars fatigue now? Because, you know, we've had a movie every year. However, this is the first time we've had them six months, like, like literally less than, because we had the last oh, one in wow. December. Yeah. Like, normally we get them all in December, but this one, uh, this one came a little earlier. I think they are running into that a little bit because they can't do the same model as Marvel because each in the Marvel universe... You've got thousands of characters. Well, thousands of characters, mm. and each one of these superheroes were have been fully flushed out and developed in the comic book world. For, for many years, years. Many years, for decades. Mm-hmm. And so you can take this character's completely unique world, like we talked about, like Black Panther, nothing else like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Connected... But nothing else like it. Yeah. Where Star Wars is a very similar. They all look the same. They all look the same. There's an all- Star Wars is is a smaller universe yeah. than the Marvel mm-hmm. universe for sure. Yeah, I mean that was the fun of watching. Um, oh God, what the the Infinity War, right? Um, which I so love listening to you guys and Aisha talk about that movie. Uh, <laughs> I was I I wanted to jump through my phone. Like, yeah, I had things to say too. Um, but it, it was really fun to watch all the the way they connected it and it, everything sort of felt different. But they managed to keep it. This I mean, the best example of that is I forget what scene it starts with, but suddenly you hear this sort of uh, like. 70s funk music and you're like why are they playing that what's happening and then we're in space and we're hearing and like why oh right here come the guardian yeah. it was just kind of they did that all through the movie and it was very fun and star wars it yeah it all very lines up it all really looks the same and feels the same yes and so it's hard to the other thing that i was reading is that the marketing department really fell out on the job with this and that's what all the analysts are saying is oh. that they they didn't sort of put this guy Alden out there as the lead and really push him um, right. earlier in the game like they should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just... It's very rare Disney does a marketing misstep. They all feel like this is... They they dropped the ball on this one. Mm. And, you know, I don't... It's And also it's a tall order to go, we're going to take this iconic character that you love and we're going to do the new version. Or the... We're gonna throw but it. It's hard, man. It's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 literally like well, you know, showing a young hard. Sean Connery Bond. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're yeah. taking some type of right. character that's like and an actor. And this is what I said in the regular episode. Harrison Ford is a tall. Yeah. Right. He's got scars on his face. He looks like he could. He's been in fights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's who Han Solo was. The you first know, introduction yeah. of Han Solo was like we, we we talked about this before. Where is like is this what really as Star Wars fans we want to see? Do we want to see younger versions of these characters that we know and love? No, I don't want to see a Boba Fett movie. I mean, right. I'll I'll be there. 
hot dog in hand, but I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily want to see. Um, I yeah, I don't need to see that. I How about new yeah. characters and new stories? I mean, I know we're yeah. getting there, but you know, I that was cool. That's what was cool about Rogue One. I know. Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say that that was yeah. so. It was like I haven't met any of these people. There are these. I mean, in the trailer, I was like. Um, Donnie Yen as a for the computer generated ones. Yeah, but I was like, when I saw Donnie Yen, I was like, a blind Jedi. So Mm -hmm. he's doing Zatoichi. Right? Yeah, the Star Wars version. The Star Wars Zatoichi. Mm -hmm. I said, do this. Yeah. But I don't. But then when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, "Ah, this Alden kid. I don't. I don't buy him as a young Han Solo. The first trailer, I was excited. The second trailer, I was like, this doesn't. There's some. Did you? were you eating a hot dog? Yeah. When you the <laughs> when you the oh man! <laughs> you know, my daughter said something interesting too. She, uh, you know, she's thirteen, and she said, "Well, uh, I don't care as much about this movie because I already know Han Solo dies later." So wow. you know, there's also part oh, of that yeah. where you kind of know the end of the story already. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm like, well, do we need to go back and see the prequel? There's, there's not as much interest mm-hmm. in there as like a continuing story of these characters. I, I agree. I think I hope they go more in that direction of like <laughs> continuation of characters or smaller characters we introduced. Let's get let's expand on them. Yeah, just take some things that they brought up in the old movies that we might have questions about and go with. Right. It. And and granted, the history of Han Solo is a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the history of Boba Fett, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> the thing we like about Boba Fett is this he's this mysterious guy who just shows up and whatever. I don't want to see the guy who is you know how uh, he, how he gets his helmet. Yeah, like, I don't know, care how I'm, he gets his, you know, <laughs> slave one. I don't you know, need the to ship. see any of that. Oh, I just worked at uh, you know, the how supermarket. Be, yeah, for how does years he become a bounty hunter? Don't need to mm-hmm. see that. Just um I just like that that guy shows up and does his thing. Mm-hmm. One of the great the things that was in some of the books is like after Jedi, some of the books that were written after Jedi, I, and I forget the, the names, but like they talked about one of the things that happened now that the galaxy is united, then there was like political fights and battles yeah. within that. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something in there yeah. that's interesting. And with, with Luke and Leia's kids, or you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's, there's that type of... I think they're trying to go in that sort of direction with this new trilogy that, that I think it's Ryan Johnson who's working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, look, I can watch these movies all day. I mm-hmm. love Star Wars and going. I'm so yeah. entertained by they're these movies. They're still gonna get our money. They're, yeah, um, but I, the more, I can't turn off my, my writer, you know, or filmmaker or actor brain at all. And I'm like, well, maybe I would have done something different here or, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I love this movie, I have, I, in my mind, I'm like, I would have liked to see something different than yeah. what they, right. you know, so I, you know, now there were also fun little things like the, um, Indiana Jones, Golden Idol. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing. And I was fun. like, oh, look at that. They were, the, the, you fun. know, and a little crap like that. But I loved the, um, I like, the thing with the, Mar- with the Marauders, I thought they were very cool, but I could have used more of them throughout the movie. There's, there you go. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah. How did the Rebel Alliance actually get formed? Well, that's Star Wars Rebels is pretty much the show yeah. that right. un- unpacks that in a very in over three seasons. So it's uh, you know, is there a version of that? Like because like in Rogue One, one of the ships from Star Wars Rebels is in is in during mm-hmm. the attack. So I think 
that's a really interesting story, and um, I think there's more stories there. Like with Star Wars Rebels, it ended. Um, these it only followed a small number of characters, but there's with the formation of the Rebel Alliance, there's I'm sure many stories that could be told. Right. There. Mm-hmm. Well, and that don't involve fuel. Yeah. The <laughs> See, I like the yes. the thing is I <laughs> like the fuel thing because it's such a base gritty type of thing. It's just like we all need gas. Right. And <laughs> I, you know, so I kind of like that. But there's something about a guy, this this character, this Han Solo character, and putting him out there where at every every step of the way he's pursued or these these marauders are getting in the way. Where they're fo- they're almost foiling or they are foiling all his plans. There was enough, I think, to uh, space to give them where they show up. They're after the same thing. It's kind of fun to watch this guy competing against these other people who are trying to get the same thing from him and, and right. foiling him at every other turn or whatever. Like, I think that would have been inter- more interesting than you know, just... I, I think that train was carrying a lot of fuel. I think everyone could have gotten some. They all could have gotten <laughs> some fuel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what was their plan? I guess they thought they got wind of Solo's pl- or uh, Woody Harrelson's plan and... I don't know what that seemed ill-advised. All. <laughs> oh, also, I'll tell you a huge problem I had with this. Um, other than the hot dog. Other than the hot dog, what I realized is, my friend pointed out. She said, "Well, they, you know, they had Tandy Newton, and they they had this one woman of color, and classically they kill her. She's the first one to go." And I'm like, "Yeah, I noticed that too." And then I watched it the second time. I was like, I don't care about that because his, his whole crew got killed. Right. Right. But what bothered me is uh, imagine you're watching Ocean's Eleven. Try to imagine any of those characters, Brad Pitt, uh, Matt Damon, Damon, any of those guys, something's going to go wrong with the heist. So they kill themselves to sacrifice. It's a heist. <laughs> it's uh, not a war. Right. It's not a, it's. They're just going to lose. It's your money or your life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it was a weird thing. When I watched it the second time, I was like, so because she can't, they can't pull off this thing, she's going to have, she's going to blow the train. She could have just not blown the train. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't, I'm pinned down. I can't do anything. Yeah. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll, we'll make it back on the next job. <laughs> yeah. But she just said, screw this. If yeah. we can't get, I got to. Mm-hmm. It, that was a weird thing that I didn't totally believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, there was just enough of those little things in there that I kind of went, all right. And then something cool would happen, and the action was decent, and I liked. Yeah, so it was, so I I didn't I wasn't mad, but I just there was all these little things that I kind of went, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that was a fun sequence. Yes, I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed. You know, I um. I liked the the marauders showing up and wreaking havoc on the train and all that stuff. I you know I liked all of that stuff. Uh, I liked that they the, you, you know she pulls that helmet off and reveals, hey, it's friendly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I did like that at the end. Young Maya Rudolph. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> right. But I would have uh, I would have liked to then see her get to, her and her people get to do more than mm-hmm. just a really quick one-two punch. That at was the my end. thing right. too. They introduced this really cool storyline. Yeah, they, and they introduced these characters. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, cool. now. Yes. oh but now, but now we're we're done. We're done. We're done. We're yeah. out of we're out of runtime. Also, <laughs> how in the world did does she pull that helmet off? 
and it does not change the plot of the whole movie. And it's not to me a romantic comedy. Yeah. How is Woody Harrelson not like, oh, I'm sorry, take our gasoline? <laughs> like I would, because I remember looking at that like, oh my god, I, what? With the, well, I sure take the fuel, whatever. Yeah. Give her the fuel. Give her the damn fuel. Like I just, she you know. needs it. Yeah. Mm. She, she, that you, could be the whole marauders thing. are yeah. adorable. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it was. I mean, they. That was such an interesting character. I love that she pulls the mask off and just they goes, should have all, I need a drink. They should have all taken their masks off and it's all hot women underneath. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, that's that how you get into weird. the Marauders. Like, oh, yeah. When did this become a Michael Bay film? Yeah. So like, the Marauders aren't hot enough. We need more. Okay, calm down. Uh, but no, I just thought it was... Um, that was a great casting choice. Mm-hmm. It Because they could have... That was pulled that helmet off and it was underutilized. Been, yeah, but well, yes, but they all. It could have just been some very straight down the line, attractive woman. Surprise! You know, movies love to do that. Surprise! I'm really hot. But her looks aside, she was just very interesting looking, mm-hmm. and yeah. that and and then she she gave an interesting performance. We only got to see like two minutes of it, and I wanted to see right. more of what mm-hmm. what this character and these other people the were all about. The helmet coming off should have been the beginning of yes. that character, not yeah. the right. final wrap up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I missed all I you know, I missed uh-huh. the, well you got Darth Maul instead. Yeah. <laughs> With mechanical legs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice his legs were and I was looking for I was like, well, uh, where do they? T- is there scotch tape around his center? Like, where are they? yeah, I, you know. So, all right, yeah. all right. Else? I think we've covered a lot of solo ground. <laughs> I did love it. Yeah, I did really enjoy this movie. I, no, I'll say I really liked it. I won't. I would give it four stars out of five if we were doing that type of thing. Really? On uh, the first, I the first viewing, the first viewing, the second viewing. Look, I, I was tired. <laughs> I don't. I don't get enough sleep. Guys. Going down to two to three, maybe. Second viewing, I gave it three stars. Mm. So a hot dog really takes away a full yeah, star. It takes star. away mm-hmm. a full star because I was just watching this. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we? I could have gotten up and left. Like I was having. You knew what that happened. Type of a day. Mm-hmm. I knew what happened. I was like, I could. Leave. And I feel like if you were to see Infinity Wars or Deadpool again or or Black Panther, you would the movies would improve. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I liked Infinity War better the second time. I saw it three times, and there was always some, I was like, okay, give me just the thing where this happens. Okay, I can't wait to see when this. And that was not there for me. It's fun to watch him fly around on the Falcon and do all that stuff, but. Uh, I I've seen enough of the, I I did it. I yeah, I, I I left mm-hmm. there going. I, I don't want to see this again. Yeah. I left Infinity War going. God, I got to see this mm-hmm. again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know I miss. Yeah. I know when I see it again, I'm gonna go. Oh, there was that. There was that thing yeah, I missed. Right. There was this thing I missed. I go. I got to see Deadpool again because there's gonna be a bunch of jokes in mm-hmm. the corner of the frame yeah. that I just missed because I was already right. d- I was already doubled over laughing from the joke that he just said. Mm-hmm. You know, and I knew, and I was like, I got to see Black Panther again because there's just gonna be more like, oh, fucking cool. Or yeah. There's that thing. Or yeah. And this I went. I'm done. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. She took her helmet off. I, I got it. I didn't like it. I feel like I, I, I don't want to bash the movie, but I, I just noticed some of what I thought were flaws, mm-hmm. I will say. But I, I liked it. I'll yeah. buy it when right. it comes Words out on all. digital. All right. That's it, That's guys. It. Kevin uh, Avery, where can people find you online? Um, At Kevin Avery on Twitter. And at Kevin Avery Comedy on Instagram, and I think that's it. 
that's those are all the things okay yeah um you can also see kevin avery on the first nation comedy experience that's right. if you get fnx uh, if you're not sure if you if it's carried by your local pbs channel go to fnx.org and you can see where it's listed if it's not carried um email or call your local pbs channel Demand and say why aren't you putting on more native american programming if they say well, there's not enough natives in this area say who cares I want to watch comedy. There were. And there were. There used to be a lot more. Used to be a whole lot more. And I'd like to learn about their culture. Um, And uh, it's a fun show, man. I I got to, you know, I didn't get to see everybody when I was doing it. And just watching those snippets of people, just those one, I mean, it it was fucking great, man. Check out that show. Yeah. And like I said, I submitted episode two, The Ladies of Native Comedy, for uh, to get an Emmy nomination. So if you know any Academy members at the TV Arts uh, place, uh, let them know, share it, spread it, because that episode and episode one are the only two episodes that are available online. Uh, so go to fnx.org or go to the uh, First Nation Experience Facebook page. Under video section, you can see those. And the Ladies of Native Comedy is episode two. It's all Native women doing stand-up comedy. It's never been done before on TV. And I submitted that to win an Emmy. So help us out for your consideration. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. stuff. Wait, can I point out one more thing? I'm sorry. (laughs) I I just don't. just, Just really quickly, I thought of you guys when I watched this movie. Because we did get to see Han shoot first. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I literally, you two popped in my head. Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. That sounds <laughs> All right. Hand me my hot dog. And then, yeah. You know, so. Anyway, that's what I've said. There goes the star. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, good. I'm glad we, we were in your All room. right. Uh, Solo spoiler in yep. the can. Comedy tour, June 20 through the 24th uh, through the southeast part of the country. Go to GrahamElwood.com. Buy some tickets and... Uh, Watch my political rantings on my YouTube show, Political Vigilante. Check it out. All right. That's it? Yeah. Kevin Avery, thank you so Mm -hmm. much. Thank you. uh, Oh, I want to mention, uh, check out the store. In the Comedy Film Nerd store, we've got uh, all the Thrilling Adventure Hour stuff. We've got Crab Feast t-shirts. And, of course, we now have Make Gotham Great Again shirts. And uh, if you haven't checked out Earbuds yet, we've got it for digital download or a signed DVD. So uh, check that out. Yep. Can I plug uh, something really quick? Of course. Sure. Uh, the Jim Jeffries Show, we're back on. Um, and we should be on by the time, whenever this comes. I don't know. We'll be on. Jim Jeffries on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And also uh, The New Negroes. Look for that in the fall on Comedy Central. Um I am on, I appear in a couple episodes, Ooh. as a matter of fact. I do stand up in one, and I appear in a, a little a video with uh, uh, Method Man. What is that show? Oh, cool. It's uh, primarily a stand-up show uh, hosted by Baron Vaughn and Open Mike Eagle, and they do commentary in between the comics and stuff like that. And then Mike is a rapper, so there's a music video element to it. And he uh, does songs with guest artists as well, and so it's a lot of fun. And uh, I worked on the show and then appeared on it. So uh, check it out. Look for that in the fall. The New Negroes. And that's it. Awesome. All right. Very cool. Uh, Thank you so much, Kevin, for being on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Aaron Brungard, on the the ones and twos, and everybody here at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.